Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Hey everybody and welcome to the Gaming Hub. This is episode number 97. Uh, thank you for joining us. And I'm joined as always by our two co-hosts. Let's start with Graham. Graham, how are you doing this week? Uh, well, I'm doing good. At this moment, it's summer has arrived in this part of Canada, at least at the moment. I've got, I'm forced to drink some cold beverages to keep cool, but uh, other than that, my week has been good. Uh, been rewiring in this house. It's huge house is quite the adventure uh, as far as gaming uh well we know state of decay 2 came out we'll talk about that a bit later let you guys know what i'm thinking because yeah. I, I know you guys are wondering what i'm thinking of it and obviously i've been doing my let's play legend of zelda uh breath of the wild for you people who don't know it's uh posted on youtube uh on it will be on our channel which is the gaming hub podcast and not only of videos of me doing breath of the wild but we got Tyler doing MLB uh, 18, and yep. we got Steven doing God of War. So if you guys are into those games, you should go check it out. Awesome. So uh, he mentioned Steve. Steve, how are you? I did. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing well. Finals are finally over. I mean, Yay. I may have mentioned that last week, but now the grades <laughs> came back. So like, <laughs> and so I, I I passed all my classes. Yay! Yay. Um, happy for that. Uh, yeah, as far as gaming goes, I've been playing a lot. Uh, I've been slowly and surely making my way through God of War. Uh, and then I did play a little bit of State of Decay 2. And now this weekend I plan on playing a lot more God of War. And now that Dark Souls is out, hitting that pretty hard. And also maybe Detroit at some point in there, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> eventually. <laughs> what about you, Tyler? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, you know, kind of a busy week. Uh, but got to play a little bit. Uh, played some MLB this week. Uh, like Graham said, we're doing some videos for YouTube, so played some MLB. I always have a lot of fun with that game. So whether I'm playing Diamond Dynasty or Franchise, and I'm doing Franchise for YouTube, so actually having a lot of fun with that. It's a chance to kind of just talk baseball a little bit and, and post that up on YouTube. So if you like baseball, head on over and watch that. But uh, also played some Call of Duty Black Ops 3. I said last week that I was thinking about doing that again. And I started it, uh, and I want to continue through the campaign a little more maybe this weekend. Uh, I do want to try out State of Decay 2. Uh, we'll talk about it later. You guys have had a chance to play it a decent amount. I have not so much yet, but I'm definitely going to dive into Detroit this weekend, uh, Detroit Become Human. Uh, that's a game I've been looking forward to for a long, long time, since like the first time we saw it at E3, which was like a couple years ago. So... Definitely plan on kind of jumping into that this weekend and, and hoping that it lives up to the hype. It hasn't gotten the, the ratings and reviews that, you know, some of the other Sony exclusives have gotten recently. But, I mean, an 8's still pretty damn good on average. Oh, yeah. So we'll take that and we'll, we'll go with it. And and uh, hopefully it's a lot of fun. So uh, with that, uh, again, everybody, thanks for joining us. If you're listening on Dash Radio, welcome. And... We'd love you to be part of our community. Best way you do that, make sure you subscribe, first of all. So, And that's for you know anybody out there listening. If you're listening to us for the first time, we got some really cool stuff coming up for E3. And we'll definitely talk about that more next week. Uh, next Friday will be our E3 predictions episode. 
So we'll be fully diving into E3 starting next episode, episode number 98. But uh, for now, the best way to make sure you get all that is to subscribe. And if you're a subscriber or you're just listening for the first time and you're like, hmm, I kind of, you know, it sounds cool joining the community, but man, a lot of these video game communities are sort of toxic and, you know, not some very nice people in there. Uh, Ours isn't like that. We're nice people. Yeah, I, I mean, pro- we, I we try to be. Uh, at least two out of three of us are, Stephen. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, uh, two, two out of three ain't bad, right? No, two out of three ain't bad. Like, two That's out of three. That's a D. <laughs> no, but if, but if it's baseball, it makes you, like, the greatest player to ever play. So, yeah, I mean, no, we we uh, have a community full of people that are, you know, positive gamers. We, we talk about gaming. We disagree on stuff, sure, but we do it respectfully, and... And there's, you know, there's none of that toxic stuff that's in some of the other groups out there. We don't allow it. So feel free to join. We'd love to have you. And now's the best time there has been to join. We're going to have giveaways like crazy for the next month. And the only way to really take advantage of that and have a chance to win is to be part of the community and ask questions for us to read. So on the show, next week, we're going to do our monthly giveaway, uh, wrapping up month of May. And I'm going to tell you the episode right before E3, good chance we have a bunch of giveaways that one. And then every single E3 episode we do, by the way, there's going to be like six or seven of them. We're going to have giveaways for every single one of those as well. And they're not going to be like tiny giveaways. They're going to be pretty damn cool. So we, we invite you to join the community. How can you do that? You ask, head on over to Facebook, look up the gaming hub forums on Facebook and join that, join that way. Uh, you can go over to Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub on Twitch, and when you're there, you've got links to every single other way to join. Discord is the community that's probably growing the fastest right now, and it's a super easy way to communicate. If you're not familiar with it, it's basically like a message board. Really easy to communicate and uh, have a lot of fun. We we take questions there as well, so we'd love for you to come and join using that. Uh, we Like Graham said, we have a YouTube channel. The Gaming Hub Podcast on YouTube. And I want to remind you, we are the official podcast of the XboxHub.com, uh, which is also has a sister site, the SwitchHub.com. So you can catch all the latest in your Xbox and uh, Switch news. And if you're thinking like, hey, I'm a PlayStation fan, what about me? We talk about PlayStation a ton on this show, so don't worry about that. But again, welcome to the show. We are happy to have you, and we'd love to see you become part of the community, so please go do that. No better time than now to join and take part. With that, guys, let's uh, let's head into some news. In the news. So, Battlefield Five officially revealed this week. Kind of cool, no premium pass. Awesome. Yeah. And no official Battle Royale. They're going to do it a little bit differently. So, Grand Operations Mode is going to have a sort of battle royale called Last Man Standing. And in that, if players fight to a stalemate through the first three rounds, uh, Last Man Standing will have limited resources, and every player left will just have one clip in the fourth round. So sort of like battle royale there in a place till there's just like one person left. It also I think this is a yeah. great way to do it. I do too. So we also have combined arms mode. Kind of cool. Players complete tasks in a group of four. Before extracting. And this, Graham, you might not like this analogy. Oh, no. 
I know. Oh, this no. sound, it's this, coming. It's coming, isn't this, it? Yep. This sounds a lot like The Division. Where you go do some stuff and you got to decide, like, do we want to extract now and take what we have or do we want to try to push on and get a little bit more? That's kind of the hook for that mode. And that's the big new mode that they have so far. So, Graham, with it having the backing of Battlefield, is it something that you're okay with? Yes, I, I am okay with it, actually. Like, I watched the reveal trailer. I kind of read up on it, and I watched other, like, videos. And overall, I'm excited for this game. And I was really excited for Battlefield 1, but I didn't give it the attention that it deserved. And plus, like, it came out with, obviously, it had to be paid content. And I really didn't want to spend it because I didn't even, because I didn't play it before. So I'm like, okay, if I buy this, I'm probably not going to play it. So it's probably going to be a waste of money. But now that it's, there's no premium pass, now 100% sure I will get Battlefield 5. And I'm, I'm excited for it. And I do like what they're doing where they got rid of the, like it's kind of like battle royale, but you know, I, like we're talking about, oh, we're still sick of battle royale because everybody's like, oh, we'll yeah, put in battle royale, we'll put in battle royale. So this their way is like, well, the people kind of want battle royale and people don't, so let's kind of like compromise, meet them in the middle. So I think this is awesome. I, I'm mm-hmm. curious to see how often this will happen, and if it doesn't happen enough or to stalemate, that they might just try to switch it up, or they might just make a mode where. Okay, everyone's has one clip, every man for themselves. So it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, for sure. So, Graham, I'll take the the blame for you not getting too far into Battlefield 1. Because back then, That's like, blame. <laughs> yeah, I know. But back then, we talked so much about on the show about Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2. And I remember that uh, very distinctly. And super hyped for those games. And, Graham, you went and got them. You were going to play them. with us and then what ended up happening is i got this new job and i had to go like travel and stay in a hotel for training for like seven out of ten weeks and never got to play these games i know i never got to play them at launch so i was gone for like the entirety the entirety of like october into like halfway through november so by the time i got back it was like other stuff had come out so Graham's sitting here with these games and he wants somebody to play with and there's like <laughs> nobody because <laughs> I'm not there in a hotel internet sucks and you can't play Battlefield on hotel internet, even though I took my Xbox with me. But yeah, I know. Yeah. So I'll take the blame for that, Graham. But Graham, that's not gonna be the case this time around. At least I, I I'm not aware of any sort of promotion <laughs> coming my way in the near future. Uh can't see that occurring. So I'll, I'll sabotage any promotion. All right, great. <laughs> Since you say there's a dance, you might be going out. Like, <laughs> like where's Graham? He's, he's been missing for a while. <laughs> yeah. So, no, that, that won't be the case this time around. I'm looking forward to it. I've generally enjoyed uh, I, I didn't play much Battlefield 3. I played a lot of Battlefield 4, though. Played some Battlefield Hardline. Uh, Steve, I know that was kind of your favorite. but And then Battlefield 1, I really enjoyed. So let me turn it to Steve here. What are your thoughts on battlefield kind of taking this approach it's going to world war ii um what are your thoughts on that i mean i like that it's focusing on things that aren't like in every other game or movie that focuses on world war ii like they're not going to be doing uh you know the the storming the beaches of normandy type stuff or like literally every other game that has that features world war ii it's going to be the little smaller stuff and that's cool because they can tell stories that don't normally get told. 
And so I'm interested to see that. I like the fact that there's no premium pass. It's really annoying that like Call of Duty and Battlefield charge like $50 for their expansions just to get the extra content. And it's part of the reason why like I don't play much shooters anymore is because I don't need to spend $110 for a game that I know I'm not going to play like all that much. Like I like playing about an hour or two of the multiplayer like once every like month but it's hard to it's hard to be you know good at a game when you're only playing it every so often but i'm just kind of like shootered out i used to play them all the time now it's like ah another shooter i don't want to do this but battlefield 5 looks good enough that i i might think about picking it up uh especially over like call of duty because i know with call of duty i'm gonna need to spend extra money to get all the content where Battlefield now is going to going to have it for free. So that's that's pretty awesome. As far as the the battle royale mode or whatever you want to it's called Last Man Standing. Yep. Um that that's an interesting feature. I I don't much like battle royale, but again, I think that has more to do with the shooters just just being tired of shooters in general over the yeah. the battle royale like type of game. Um, but the, this does sound interesting. I'm interested to see how, how it plays out. I think it'll feature some really cool cool moments uh, with players only having a magazine, not a yeah. clip. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to run out of that magazine. So now I'm wondering, do I have to run after somebody and try to melee them? Because <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen. So yeah. I'll probably be that guy dying running after him with a bayonet or something trying to take him out and he'll be just taken out. Well, and to be fair, the official release said, you know, a clip, so calm down. But, <laughs> the, um, so, what are your thoughts? I, the, we all watched the trailer. The trailer looked really, like, frenetic. Like, there's a lot going on. There yeah. is a lot going on. So, are you hoping that the gameplay reflects that? Do you want it to be that busy? No. While it's going on? Okay. I mean, yeah. kind of. <laughs> It's just, there's, for me, Battlefield, the reason I don't like Battlefield over Call of Duty is because I just think vehicle gameplay sucks. I hate walking for five minutes to go after the next objective to get sniped and then have to do it all over again. Really annoying. Whereas, like, Call of Duty, you know, you spawn in, you run around for, like, a minute or two if you're lucky, get some kills, die, spawn back in five seconds later, and the action's right there. But, but the thing is, they, they made it so you can spawn in on your teammates, too. So it kind of takes away from that a lot now. Like, unless everybody dies on your squad. But then if you have a checkpoint, too, you could go in on there. So I know way back in the day, like maybe Battlefield 3 or 4, like I remember running forever and just hating it. So like Battlefield 1 did fix those problems a lot. So well, I, I know where you're hated. What's that? You've been able to spawn um on your teammates for a while it's it wasn't just that it was also vehicles too yeah i I don't know i just to me i i much preferred call of duty over over battlefield but i did like hardline the best because it was smaller maps less vehicles Mm. and i thought the game modes were much more fun and it's the reason why i like like rainbow six siege um so much is that they're small maps tactical you have to have good communication the game sucks by yourself but if you have a good group of friends, the game is really fun because you have to work together to accomplish school and it's on small maps. And that's why I liked Hardline um, on the, like, I forget the name of the mode, but the 
the what like the hostage rescue mm-hmm. game of my favorite. Okay. So, uh, so I, 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 sorry, I was I was gonna mm-hmm. talk about the trailer too, the part where you can drag people behind cover from the revive. And the thing is, mm-hmm. like, you don't have to be a medic now to revive people. Anybody can revive, but medic is the only one can like like give them health and stuff like that. Yeah, and and that's really cool. So, I um, I want to point this out though. The difference, like Stephen, and I want to kind of go back to you here, is like Call of Duty. You can play team deathmatch, right? And it's it's two big teams, and the action. You're right. Is super close quarters and no matter pretty much where you spawn you're in the action really fast but call of duty kind of or i'm about battlefield i'm sorry it takes a different approach it's got the squads right so each squad should in theory stay together and it's played best if you have a bunch of people you know a group of friends playing together in one squad and you're kind of trying to capture an objective and all these squads work in tandem so hopefully there's not that much you know, having to run like clear across the map, you should be able to spawn on somebody in your squad. And I, I just don't think it lets you if they're like under fire at the moment. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 But otherwise you can spawn on somebody in your squad or on a vehicle or whatever. And if you start spawning with other people and not in your squad, then it increases your chances of losing. So it's a different kind of strategy that goes into to winning in these two games. I mean, a shooter's a shooter, but Whereas in Call of Duty, like, you know, he who gets the most kills wins. In Battlefield, that's not necessarily the case. Like, if you're just out to get, have a high KDR, you might not be helping your team so much as, as you need to. So, like, is that part of what doesn't appeal to its Steve, or is it the map size mostly, or what? what is it? It's, it's a little of the map size, too, because I remember, I think it was Battlefield 3, yeah, where they had the, I'm pretty sure it was 3. The, the rush mode, I, I know they've had it in a few of the other battlefields, yes. but they were on smaller maps, and like you, you know, mm. you'd go to objective A and B, and you'd have to work to plant the bomb, and I think we played this on Battlefield 1, so, yep. uh, together. So I, I know they brought it back, but they're smaller, you don't have to worry so much about vehicles, and it's just like, the maps are like medium size, whereas like, I've played the, you know... Conquest? Conquest, yeah. I think, yeah, that's yeah, it's right. Conquest, yep. And and the maps are gigantic, and it's just like thirty minute. It feels like the matches are like thirty minutes long. They are, they are just, long. They are, they are long. long. And and, like, and I don't, like I don't it, it, so it's all of that. It's all of that. It just comes together to me like, ugh. it's like I play one game and I'm done. Like I said, like I don't play shooters that much for mm-hmm. long periods of time anymore. Um, the last time I sat down and played Call of Duty World War Two, we probably played for what, like an hour and a half. Halo 5 was yeah. about the same. Like, it, it's a good hour, hour and a half, and I'm... Okay. I mean, this was fun. It was a nice little, like, reprieve. It's not the days of old where I used to play Call of Duty 4 from literally 8 a.m. in the morning until, like, 3 a.m. the next <laughs> the next <Right>. day. Yeah. <laughs> but but you, so, you can admit yeah. that, that Battlefield has improved each iteration. Like, because they have, like... I um, uh, forget the word I'm looking... But they have adjusted so the people it appeals to other people that like smaller maps. Because like I said, they introduced Rush and stuff like that. So they know some people don't enjoy that. So then you can yeah. play maps where there are no vehicles and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. I like how they try to do it to appeal. And now they're doing this like kind of Battle Royale style because they're trying to appeal to everyone, which I really like. And the fact that these kept in the single player, like some people like the war stories thing. Some people don't. 
But the thing is, they are giving you a single player. I'm looking at you, Call of Duty. Some people really like that <laughs> single player. Some do. But, but I'm okay with that because basically if I own Call of Duty, I would just buy it for the single campaign. Because I'm not big on the multiplayer of Call of Duty. I'd rather play Battlefield, see the complete destruction. And the like sometimes the most chaotic thing happened to you. Like I remember... Like back when the buildings used to topple over and like it just crumbled in front of you, like holy crap! Like that thing was amazing, especially when you got like 7.1 surround sound, like headphones on, or like the actual surround sound. The game sounds amazing, so Mm -hmm. it's I would always choose Battlefield over Call of Duty for that reason. Yeah, for me, I mean, I disagree with that. They've gotten better each iteration. I can't. I I enjoyed playing Bad Company two and Battlefield three, especially with the Vietnam expansion. Uh, more than any Battlefield sense besides Hardline, but Hardline was arguably for different reasons. Yeah. Um, and I understand why, like, like the core Battlefield fans hated Hardline, um, mm. but it was a good game. Just, I haven't found the magic of... Like, the Vietnam expansion was one of my favorite expansions of all time, I think, for, like, for, yeah. for a game that's not yes. a story expansion. That expansion was awesome. Um, heck, even Battlefield 1942, the little $20 arcade game on the 360, I put more time in than any than the Battlefield 4 or Battlefield 1. Yeah, and I probably Battlefield 5. Remember one year, one year of 1942 was the, uh, like, the surprise. Remember when they had, like, a really cool, like, Days of Christmas thing? And, like, on the last day of it, uh, 1942 was the, the thing you could get, either get it for free or, like, super cheap. I don't remember what it was. But, but for me though, like when you talk about Battlefield, um, what I love about it is that in most shooter games online, you're really only helping your team if you rack up kills, and that's really basically it. Whereas in Battlefield, and particularly in Conquest, there's so many things you can do to help support your team that aren't getting kills if you don't. If you're not the type of player that has a super high KDR or you just like to play a different way or whatever it is, there's yeah. a lot of things you can do. And I think, Graham, that's what appeals to you. Yes, I will um, say, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned mm-hmm. that too because the new Battlefield 5, they introduced more of that stuff where uh, I don't know if you're a different class, but you have this toolbox and you can actually mm-hmm. like reinforce like buildings like with like sandbags and you can like, you can do a building aspect of it and you can put it like, barbed wire and stuff like that and you can like make it easier for people who are better at shooting and stuff like that so like for me like i'm not great at like shooting and my kdr is probably atrocious to most people Mm -hmm. but the thing is like i can contribute in other ways so that's another way how like battlefield's like okay what can we do to make this better and i feel like that's what they do yeah i'm i'm the same way and real quick steve um so like, Graham, first of all, like, I love you, but when I play with you, I always play as a medic because I'm going to rack up points like crazy. <laughs> that, that <was> <laughs> so, I, I, I allow you to contribute. I yeah. die for you, man. <laughs> I, I, well, you get hurt That's for slow, me, man. and then I heal you. Um, yeah, I just wherever Graham is, I throw down, like, the the medical thing, and Graham just heals. Yeah, I just constantly. die, yeah. fall off, and then I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, so, but uh, I love that there's different ways to contribute. And, Steve, to your other point, and then I'll throw it back to you here, like, Battlefield has modes in it where the maps are significantly smaller, and, and we touched on a couple of them, but there's plain old deathmatch in Battlefield 2 where the, the maps are considerably smaller. 
than Conquest. And, you know, Conquest is the, like, primary premiere mode in yeah. Battlefield. And I think that's where the comparison comes from, because in Battlefield, that's, like, the uh, the flagship mode, whereas in Call of Duty, it's it's Deathmatch. So what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, now that I think about it, another reason I might not have enjoyed Battlefield, especially recently, now that my eyes have been getting older as I get older, <laughs> like I'm colorblind, and okay. and the you know the browns on the, the yeah. browns on the browns on the browns mm-hmm. <laughs> make it hard sometimes to see. Um, so I, I probably should just fuck around with the, the colorblind mode a little bit. To be honest, yeah. uh, I always forget to do it. Um, there was, uh, what was it, just, a State of Decay, no, 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 Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite has a really in-depth, like, colorblind mode that I, I turned on and I messed with and I turned the amount of, like, like, how sensitive it was, um, and I could actually, like, see pretty well, like, it, I'm not, like, bl- like, black and white colorblind, you know, I can see color, it's just certain colors mix and, and games like Battlefield have people that, like, tend to, you know, look alike like with the background and it makes it hard and it kind of sucks and that partially could be why i'm not i haven't been enjoying them recently so i'll give battlefield 5 a go and i hope we do play it because i i do like oh, playing we shooters oh we will damn um, right you, damn right you will but <laughs> then i've played shooters with you guys so that then i i don't necessarily always want to continue playing shooters with <laughs> with you guys because for those who are new uh, they're not. They're not the best. <laughs> they're not the best shooters. They're not the worst <laughs> either. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> I played Halo with you. No, I so, kid. I, I do have a question though. That if you guys like doing the stuff that's not not the the killing aspect and like doing the other stuff, how come like games like Overwatch didn't appeal to you guys? How come you didn't play more of that? Well, I enjoyed Overwatch I, when it came out. I just didn't really have anybody to play with. That was my so issue. That was the problem. Like everybody else was, was not into too. it. Yeah. So, yeah. well, we we could like there's three of us now, but and it's I've, I've I've mentioned yeah. it. It's the well, right price. The yeah. That yeah. last meeting, I could try it and see if I like it. Yeah. I'd ra- I'd rather try it when it's free and realize, yeah. nope, I don't like it instead of buy it and then I play it and I'm like, yeah, I don't like it. So mm. that's true. given given the options. So the other thing I'll say Overwatch-wise is, like, I don't know, and, and this is being really finicky, picky, whatever, is, like, the, the cartoony aspect doesn't appeal to me as much. Didn't like cartoons as ki- as a kid growing up? Well, sure, but not when you it comes to, like, like shooters like, and like whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, so I know. Tyler I was not a big Splatoon fan. <laughs> no, I was not. Um, and, and Splatoon, like, it, it's well, great and it's good and whatever. And, and like, knowing where it is. <laughs> that's true. I, I have a Switch, Graham. I just don't know where it is. So like, where's Baldo? I'm, I'm where's probably, I know, but I'm probably going to try to find it for uh, tennis when that comes out. Yeah, soon. So, yeah. But um, if we're still talking on Battlefield, I don't know yes. if you're going off. Actually, yeah, go ahead. Battlefield 1942 is... Uh, backwards compatible on xbox one now nice yeah but i have like no interest in going back no it, should, it was just one of those <laughs> games that was battlefield yeah. it's world war ii you want to kind of get back into the world war ii groove don't shoot the messenger just messenger. yeah i know it's just that game was awesome at the time um especially because if i remember correctly it came out in the summer like with i think it, it might yeah, have been it, a 
uh, a summer of arcade title. So there was like nothing else around it, and it was like the perfect storm of just you know for twenty bucks you get a battlefield experience that was actually really mm. fun. Um, yeah. But speaking, yeah. speaking of summer game releases, by the way, um, Xbox is celebrating the anniversary of uh, summer of arcade right now, Ooh, and well, I find it yes. I find it ironic that they're celebrating the that that they're like actually pointing out. The anniversary is something that people want to come back so badly, but they don't bring yeah. it back. Um, is that irony they, or is that a hint? Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, E3 is coming, and and that would be a really good way uh, for them to generate some excitement again around around the Xbox brand. And again, everybody, we're going to have our E3 predictions next episode, so make sure you subscribe if you haven't yet. But... Yeah, I, I find it ironic that they're doing that, but there's some really cool sales right now uh, to commemorate that anniversary on some of these some of these games, some of these older games. So head on over to the Xbox Store and take a look at that if you uh, if you're into that. So um, last, you know, my last point on Battlefield is like one of the reasons I prefer it. And Steve, it, it plays exactly to what you're talking about with the color blindness, but I. I when it comes to shooters and like war shooters in particular, um, I kind of like the earthy tones more than just the vibrant colors and stuff. And I know that creates an issue for you, but and that's that contributes to why you might not like it so much. But you know that it's one of the reasons also that I really love like Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Four. There were a lot of earth tones in that game too. Uh, it was a more of a gritty shooter uh, versus some of the stuff we saw later from Call of Duty. And, you know, that's just a, it's a tiny thing, but it's one of those things that I just prefer. And I don't know about you. And then, and then you know, I, I completely contradict myself when I say that Halo is my favorite shooter because that is not Earth Tones at all. Definitely not. <laughs> but You're not even on Earth. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to those, purpose. like, yeah, but when it comes to those, like, military shooters, you know, yeah. I tend to prefer that. Um, uh, the last question I want to throw to you guys is, like, when it comes to the single player, I think they're doing something really cool. And, Steve, you kind of alluded to it earlier, where, like, the single player stories are going to be focused on some of those more peripheral World War II stories that aren't the super well-known ones. So we're not going to see stories on D-Day. We're not going to see stories on Battle of the Bulge. We're going to see stuff from, like, the Norwegian Resistance and things like that. Yeah. Like, does things that appeal that I to you? know nothing about. Yeah. Does that does that appeal to you, Graham? Like, you know, not, not that it's an opportunity to, like, learn from playing because there's always uh, some liberties taken, right? And some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some I know, stuff. Sure. But so don't don't think of it as, like, a history <laughs> lesson. Yeah. But. <laughs> More of a history lesson yeah. than I know of it, though. Like, really. Yeah. Like, my war knowledge is pretty minimal like and like it's probably like the older call of duty games like i played on pc or whatever where they're like talking like they had like the old school black and white footage and talking showing like the airplane like Mm -hmm. going over the map and stuff like that so i do enjoy where it's a little bit education like i know like a little bit like exaggerated kind of like the movie like titanic like we know a ship went down but all that other stuff right they just do that to like boost it up so yeah. but i do enjoy that aspect of it and then like i do learn kind of things like that and like i'm dying anyway so i might as well get a little bit of education while i'm dying right so <laughs> yeah. i mean in the game i'm not dying really I mean, yeah well well good we're glad 
Um, so, a couple things. First of all, that is the last time Titanic will ever be mentioned on this show. <laughs> um, second. It's all I could think of a, a disaster <laughs> that happened. Yeah, no, you're, you're right, though. And that, that lot, I mean, pretty much every war movie ever has taken liberties, yeah. right, for, you know, to for story purposes. So, and entertainment purposes, but... Rambo. There was no guy just took on the whole world. No. <laughs> but I'm talking, like, things that are based on real events. So, like, even, like, um, We Were Soldiers or Saving Private Ryan even took some liberties, you know? Yeah. Things like that. But, like, Steve, does it appeal to you to get some of those lesser-known stories told? It Does it make you want to play that single player more? It depends. Um, it, it interests me. That's a terrible answer. <laughs> well, I know, but it interests me. But like I said, I just get so bored with shooters, man. And like Wolfenstein, I understand that it's like a fun game, but it's a shooter. And so, like, I tried playing through on the easiest difficulty and didn't make it probably a quarter of the way through the game. It wasn't like hard, and I, I you know, I could have played on a, a tougher difficulty. So wait, the but, first one? Yes. I just, wow. and so I haven't even played the second one because I just, like, I'm just so shootered out, to be honest. Okay. I mean, that's um, fair. That happens. Oh, it does. But it, I, I thought the first Wolfenstein was fantastic, like, super good. Yeah, um, and the story was cool, but yeah. again, it was just super long, and, like, I was like, oh, I just don't want to shoot things anymore. And that, I, so, so if they're, like, quick, like, hour and a half, two hour stories, then I'm more likely to play it than if it's, like, a like five or six hour per story you no know, that, and that's exactly what they are steve yes. they're, they're short they're like an hour hour oh, and a half type thing per story and they're separate stories so that's what i figured so as long yeah. as it's, if that's the case then yeah you know I'll, i i can hit one every you know yeah. month and, and never really feel lost because i'm not yeah exactly jumping. you don't need yeah. your own story yeah for sure yeah and they kind of introduce you to all the environments in the game and all that type of thing too, and something sure it'll be somewhat of a tutorial for mechanics for some things and stuff like that. Because the first one was, like there were there were some of the stories where you were like in a tank, you know, and then you had the pigeon and stuff like that, right? So there there were different things introduced in each type of story. Yeah, but, and they're gonna have time yeah. to like uh, I guess not really DLC because they're not doing, but they're having like timed events. Where I think they said the first one's going to start in November and end in like early the following year. So, mm -hmm. like, and basically it's going to be a story from the war. Like, it'll have some historical, like, background to it. Yeah. So, I really like that aspect of it, too. So, if you get tired of doing that, like, or you finish the campaign or the war stories, then it seems like they're going to throw out more stuff to keep other people like interested i like that kind of stuff yeah definitely and, and one thing i hope they continue to focus on before we move on here is i thought battlefield one did something really different and special in terms of gaming so many like war video games call of duty looking at you here <laughs> like call of duty is about celebrating like the glory of war in a lot of ways um and, and there's some gritty like down depressing moments in call of duty stories like call of duty 4 um, for one, but Battlefield One was very much about the horrors of war, and oh, yeah. that that first, like when you first load the game and you're playing, like you don't come out of that alive, and you keep dying as different soldiers. Yeah, like no matter how many you take out, like you're outnumbered, and, and you're gonna go down eventually. 
So it, it tells that story of like this is what this war was, and I think from from a history standpoint, like that's you know nice to see. Like we're looking at it from that standpoint too, because that's what World War One was in a lot of ways. It was a war of attrition. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool, and I I kind of hope some of that tone stays around for this one. Not that I want it to be a downer for everybody, but I kind of hope that that it's war. Yeah, yeah, it's war. It, it's not meant to be fun. Yeah. No, I mean, like, to add to that, too, like, when I was playing the war stories in Battlefield 1, like, the thing is, like, you play and you die. And sometimes, like, I die, like, right away, like, something, like, stupid. Like, I ran out when I shouldn't. And then, like, that, the date comes up, like, how long you lived. I'm like, that could actually happen to somebody. Like, someone was like, well, good. And they get up and run and they just die. So pretty much like it almost felt like every time I died is like it was almost how somebody could have actually died in war. So yep. I'm like, like when you see that, I'm like, wow, I was 22 and now I'm dead. Like right? stuff like yeah. that. It's, I mean, it's pretty crazy, actually. It is crazy. and It's different. It makes it sort of impactful. And yeah. Steve, I want to let you close on this because you're the one who's actually been to war out of us. Um you know, does does that part of a video game resonate with you, or would you rather just have the pure escapism? I like the escapism more okay. than the grittiness. I, I feel like movies do a better job of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, if I, I like I or like Band of Brothers, like that was one of the best. Oh yeah. Um, for sure. And so yeah. that's where I, I I watch my like realism. So like Call of okay. Duty is just kind of over the top, not take yourself too seriously, kind of like. I enjoy that more. Yeah, and and that's totally fair, and that's why I asked you because, you know, it's it, that side of it is important too. And and I studied a lot of history in college and graduate school, so like that piece with that battlefield brings for me is super interesting. But your perspective's different, so I think that you know that's important to know. So there's different audiences that appeal, you know, different things appeal to. You. So these two games kind of feel different. Um, like needs for gamers, I guess, in a way. But on the note of shooters, because we haven't Speaking talked about them enough Duty. yet. Because <laughs> um, yeah. we just heard about the new Call of Duty title, like just like, what, a week and a half ago. So now we're already hearing rumors for Call of Duty in 2019 that it's going to be Modern Warfare 4. It is Infinity Ward's turn in this and next year. So Modern Warfare 4... Uh, Steve, you were a huge fan of Call of Duty 4. I am. Is, is Modern Warfare 4 the game you want? <laughs> I, I, I guess. It's, again, I, I'm kind of sh- shootered out. Right. So Take that I, part I out of it. But, like, if, if you got to play one is and they're going to make one, is Modern Warfare 4 their best option for you? Yeah, and I hope they continue with, like, Captain Price, because he was one of my favorite characters in, like, video games. And, like, McTavish. So, McTavish and, uh... uh and, like, I've been replaying through Call of Duty 4, and I I love playing the SAS missions. I don't really much care for the, the Marine Corps missions. Um, but the SAS missions are cool, and I, I, I like those characters a lot. And I I haven't played Modern Warfare 3 in, in a long time, or the second one. Um, but I'm excited for that remaster to, to get mm-hmm. back characters and i kind of hope three gets remastered I, i'm pretty sure it's backwards compatible um and if, if it is i'll just play it that way okay. but 
I, I like those characters, so if they stick to that, you know, I'd be down for Modern Warfare 4. I know you have an idea of what they might be doing, yeah. and that does not interest me in the slightest, but I'll let right. you speak on your idea. I, I will, <laughs> I will, but first I'm going to throw it to Graham. Graham, did you finish or play the Modern Warfare, uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare story? Uh, what Call of Duty? Oh, yes, I've I done Modern Warfare 1 and Modern Warfare 2. Okay. That's that's where it ended. Like when well, Steven the, said those names, I remembered those names. Yeah, it does. I remember them, but, but I remember them. But that says something about how like iconic that is in the shooter genre. Those games that we remember those characters. You know, and, and how many shooter characters just come and go? Like, we know Master Chief, and we know Marcus, Marcus Phoenix. Phoenix. You know, we know uh, other characters from popular shooters, but like the ensemble cast, like how how often do you remember those characters like 10 years later and that, that's how good those games were and especially in a, in a series where you get a game every year so i i think it's, it's really cool but my thought on this and and steve i'll go back to you because i know you're not super excited about it but we just saw treyarch unveil call of duty or uh um, black ops 4 and they're having battle royale which has gotten good reception so far, like everything we've seen, and hopefully we'll see more of it at E3 in terms of like real gameplay, stuff like that, and what the map looks like. But they're drawing from everything from the Black Ops series in terms of like the cool locations and the weapons and everything from across these four games to create one giant map for, lots of running, for Battle Royale. Yeah, it's lots of running. <laughs> <laughs> but my thought is like is that why we're going back to modern warfare right now so we can do the same thing with the modern warfare series and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let me throw it to you to get your thoughts on that uh, i would much rather see like a prequel um to like call of duty 4 um with okay. the you know the sas team like I really liked Captain Price, and I know you got the, the sniper mission. I, I I'm gonna take that to my grave as, as that being one of my favorite missions in all of shooter video game history. Uh, some of the Halo levels are up there as well, but but I the sniper level I can replay all the time. It just was so well done. Um, but yes, I I do think that if it's Modern Warfare Four, they're gonna have a battle royale mode. Assuming people still kind of like Battle Royale, but then again, those big AAA titles seem to always be like a year or two behind, like when people get burnt out with stuff. So we're probably gonna see it. And yes, it's gonna have all like the big, the big or maps that everyone loved um, from the years of Modern Warfare all together in one giant Battle Royale map. And people are gonna play the shit out of it. And honestly, does that get you excited though? I'd play it probably more than I would this this Blops Four Battle Royale, to be honest. So yeah, little I guess. Okay, I mean that's I still, that's fair. I'd rather have a single player campaign. Um, I I can't see Infinity War not doing a single player campaign for Modern Warfare. Well, I we'll truly can't. Let's see the reception that Black Ops 4 get. Well, the stories have kind of surfaced that Treyarch was working on a single-player campaign for Black, um, Black Ops 4, and they just couldn't get it done. So they went this route. 
So, so it doesn't it doesn't sound like the decision was made at the very beginning, like we're not gonna have campaign. Now I, I do have a hypothetical for you guys. Mm-hmm. What are the chances that we see a standalone modern warfare battle royale game? Um, that is like what you said, like all the the maps and the key mm-hmm. locations all in one thing. But that's all it is. It's battle royale. There's no other game modes, no single player, no normal it's team kind of like death Fortnite, match. Then. Yes, that's exactly all. like Fortnite or, or PUBG. Or PUBG, yeah. PUBG. Right, you, you love it when I say it the one way. <laughs> but something like like PUBG's like thirty dollars for the map, and you get the Call of Duty locations. Though you know it's it's Activision, so they'll they'll charge sixty for it. But yeah, um, that's beside the point. Well, what do you what think the, the chances? What do you think, what do you think the chances are that we see um, Treyarch do that? with black ops 4 like later down the road you know maybe next february march we see just not dlc we see just the battle royale as a standalone maybe for five ten bucks maybe free to play with microtransactions uh what do you think five or ten bucks no chance in hell that thing will be 30. yeah but what if if they offer the microtransactions though i i still don't see it because like, I was looking at, at uh, Black Ops 3, right, on the, uh, or sorry, Black Ops 2, on the, on backwards compatibility on the Xbox 360, or like in the Xbox store the other day, mm-hmm. they're still charging $50 for that thing. That is ridiculous. There's no way Oh, for sure. The, the best, for- the best deal you can get on the Call of Duty games is if you're a PlayStation owner, like, at work today I saw it, the, the packs of, like, Black Ops 1, 2, and 3, it was like 30 bucks. And it's it's a it's a release uh, has all three games thirty dollars, and same thing for Modern Warfare, one two and three thirty bucks. Like those are the best deals you can get. But like on the Xbox Store, yeah, they're still like individually sold. Sure. So it would not. I I would see thirty dollars with microtransactions because they can, and so because they can, they will. I don't see a standalone battle royale from Call of Duty. I don't see it either, actually. But maybe if it it's because I don't want to. <laughs> it would be my price. Well, yeah. well, at least for what Tyler was saying, I could see Modern Warfare, like what the Modern Warfare Four idea battle royale being standalone. But Steve, you had an idea, like off off show when we were chatting, uh, for a battle royale mode or or like a theme franchise that would make a lot of sense and be just freaking awesome. It would get me to play. Yes. What was it? Star Wars. Yes. I I mean, it just makes sense. There's so many areas you can have um, all in one, like, map. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you all played as, like, stormtroopers or whatever, that'd be kind of cool with blasters. And mm-hmm. um, I... I I honestly think about playing that one as well. I think the two most likely ones that'll, that'll get me into the craze are Modern Warfare um, 4, if it has it, or Star Wars, which is almost guaranteed not to have it, not not to happen. Um, though, it would be interesting if for Battlefront 2, a game that you know I keep forgetting exists until <laughs> I, I, I stop forgetting it exists. Yeah. If they if one of if they offered like a DLC expansion for free or whatever with a like exactly what we said like battle yeah. or a, a battle royale mode. And I I'd honestly think about going back. I would um, too. I don't think Graham would. 
Graham didn't have very much fun with that. <laughs> but... No, and no, like it doesn't appeal to me. Um, if I'm gonna play battle royale, I'll play PUBG. Um, I did try Fortnite, but overall, I, I think the mechanics work better in Fortnite. But I, I don't need an abundance of battle royale. I have one that I can choose and go to, and that that's fine for me. Mm-hmm. You're playing the wrong one, but it's okay. Well, so Steve, you brought up something earlier, like these the big, huge games, right? The triple A's. They tend to do copycat, right? Yes. And they don't bring it out right away. And I think part of that's because like these smaller companies are more willing to take chances, whereas these big triple A games, they want to play it safe because they want to keep the base they already have. Whereas yeah. like these smaller games are like, screw it, we don't have a base anyway. Let's let's do something cool and new. And hopefully it attracts people, and, ba- and Battle Royale was lightning in a bottle, and it, you know, it's something a lot of people really love. And, you know, I think it just, it, it's a statement on gaming in general, like, these bigger games, these bigger companies don't take a lot of chances with, uh, with doing new stuff. And they end up just trying to copy what's out there, and there's a chance that by the time you know, Modern Warfare 4 comes out if they're, if they're planning on Battle Royales being like the centerpiece of all of that online experience that Battle Royale will kind of run its course by then. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll you, you yeah, mentioned that and just, it, it made me think of something. It's a little off topic, so I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how far down the rabbit hole we want to go. Sure. But isn't that kind of like Microsoft's problem? Is they, yes. it almost seems like they're afraid to take chances. Which they are. It's stupid because they're behind and they need to take chances. Sony is putting out games that are arguably like taking chances, like Horizon Zero Dawn. Now, granted, Robot Dinosaurs, like that's pretty awesome and mm-hmm. was probably not going to fail. But like, like Detroit Become Human, that game. How many people are like we're asking for that? That's a risk. Sony takes yeah. risks, and sometimes, you know, it takes ten years for the game to come out. But for the most part, it comes out pr- pretty good. So X- Microsoft needs to start taking some chances. Um, and I think maybe we'll touch upon that more in our prediction episodes. Uh, so, you know, I'll wait for that. Yeah, but. yeah we'll, we'll cover that. I think we'll cover that then. Um, because that'll take us down a, a giant rabbit hole. And yeah. I have a lot to say on that. So hang on to that and kind of tune in next week, everybody. We'll, we'll cover that then because... Microsoft's the one in a weird spot right now. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot to prove this year at E3. Yes. So we'll be talking about that kind of as we go. And, and it wasn't always the case where they had like a ton to prove. They were in a pretty good place two years ago. And all of a sudden now they're really well gone again. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just really weird. But so I want to talk, though, about October this year. So... October is suddenly, because uh, Battlefield's coming out in October as well. October suddenly turned into a really busy month for games, yeah. especially if you like any games that involve going pew-pew at all. <laughs> so, you got Call of Duty, you got Battlefield, and you have um, Red Dead Redemption. I keep wanting to say Death Stranding. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. I wish Death Stranding was coming out this year. Um... You've got those three games coming out within like two and a half to three weeks of each other. And there could be more that they're, they're all a week apart. <clears throat> Starting from yeah. Call of Duty to Red Dead, it's Call of Duty yeah. one, then Battlefield, and then 
Red yep. So my first question is this. Do you think Battlefield eliminated Premium Pass in order to create the appeal for it as the best option because it's because the window is that? It's quite possible. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a bad idea. And I, I think people are still kind of upset with EA over, uh, over sure. Battlefront. Yeah. So that, that had something to do with it. Yeah, that's true, yeah. too. Be some and kind and of on top, uh, by the way, on top of no um, premium pass, there's no like microtransactions in Battlefield at all, and yeah. Yeah. loot crates either. It's all cosmetic stuff. So you're gonna get guns by leveling up and earning them, and just playing the game. They really stress that during the reveal that you just you get better just by playing. That's it. So you know, like it used to be in Call yeah. of Duty, simplicity. Mm. Uh, was was the was the name of the game in COD mm-hmm. Four, um, and I, I I like that, and I, I kind of yeah. missed that. So um, we can, yeah, and there's there's a whole other conversation to be had about like how do developers kind of generate more revenue because the the price of games haven't changed in way over ten years, um, closer to fifteen I think or more, but. The, the cost of producing these games and creating them has gone up quite a bit. So how do they continue to generate revenue uh, with games still being $60? You know, do they just raise the price or not? But that that's a, a whole different conversation. Is is October too busy, do you think, already? Because I, I, I agree with you, Graham. I think we're going to see other stuff, too. Uh, maybe in that, especially that very first week of October, so, do you, is it is it too much already for gamers, and, and are we going to have to make some hard choices here? Always making hard choices, and like, well, that, that's like a said, because that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of when like I get kind of like cutthroat on making my decisions because a lot of these games like they demand a lot of time, and if they're constantly supported and all that stuff, so that's why like. Like I normally I pick my shooter and then like I go with like the adventure games or like so basically if it's gonna be Red Dead and then like Battlefield, like it's not gonna be Battlefield and Call of Duty. So basically Battlefield takes over Call of Duty for me. So yeah, like and we just mentioned uh when does Shadow of the Tomb Raider come out? September that is September. September. Well, like God. early September. Because I was just thinking games well, I know I'm going to get for sure, and that's what I'm getting for sure. It's it's not yeah. like September's that much lighter. I mean, Spider-Man and Tomb Raider come out a week apart as well at the beginning yeah. of September. At yeah, least you have a month between, like, Spider-Man and Red Dead. So, <laughs> you know, play 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 a lot of Spider-Man so you're done by the time Red Dead comes out. At least that's then, what I'll be doing. And then on top <laughs> of that, Steve, if you like sports games on top of it, you're really screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> what did they call October? Like it wasn't last year's October, but the year before it was. Uh, and it happened in February last year. There was there was a fun little name, like October had like seven thousand releases of like really good games. Yeah, it did. And then, <laughs> it's just like the killer. And last year's did Wall. too, actually. Yeah, um, it wasn't that bad. It, I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't as as good, but it was still there was still, still pretty damn good. But yeah, I agree. So let me ask you guys this question, and then we'll kind of move on. Well, I want to answer that first question. Oh, go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Real, real quick. 
So I'm curious as to how many. I feel like people either choose between Call of Duty and Battlefield, and I don't. I honestly wonder who's still in the middle of this, like flip flopping back and forth. Because I feel like you're either like me and you you kind of prefer Call of Duty over Battlefield, or you're like you and you prefer Battlefield over Call of Duty, or mm-hmm. like you get both, and eventually at, at the very least. Yeah. Um. And again, I don't actually think Red Dead's gonna compete with this. It just sucks for. For owners of, um, you know, or the, it just sucks for people that like all of those games because now you either have to drop one hundred and eighty dollars or pick and choose. Um, I honestly think Call of Duty and Battlefield might see some sales decline though because of a week or two before. I, yeah. I, I no, not at all. And, and the reason this situation's been created is because Call of Duty got the hell out of the way of Red Dead. Yeah, and I think honestly, I think Battlefield would have been better off releasing um, two weeks before Call of Duty at, like, the end of September, and then right in between Call of Duty and Red Dead. Because there's a chance Call of Duty will pick up the early people that are just craving the shooter, and then now Battlefield, not not as many people pick it up because, well, Red Dead comes the next week, and you just got Call of Duty, so can you really afford dropping 60? I mean, a lot of people can, but... Yeah, well, and a lot, along with that mix too, like like I'm sure Bethesda is gonna throw something out there, and what if Cyberpunk sure. comes out? Like, uh, like if I, people get dreaming now. Cyberpunk. Yeah, well, well, they said they're gonna show it, and it's gonna be lengthy. Well, sure, they'll show it. Like, I mean, like, Sony showed Days Gone for like three years. Yeah, but I'm just saying hypothetically, if it did come out, like if people had to choose between Red Dead Two and Cyberpunk, like that. Red Dead Two. Yeah. Red Dead Two wins Not that for battle me. easy. Not for me. Not for you, but in overall, like Red Dead Two is going to win oh, that yeah. battle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Red Dead wins because The Witcher Three is arguably one of like the best games. Yeah. Like, GTA that's been is the highest so selling far. game of all time ever. All time. Yeah. But that's and... GTA. That is cars. It's Rockstar. Some people, people really enjoy the cars. No, it's not the cars. Shut up. It's like the, nothing to I'm, do I'm telling with you, man. The, cars, the, right. the car, the driving around, is my least favorite part of GTA. <laughs> So okay, all right. Yeah. Well, well, there's but, vehicles too. There's helicopter. Like, uh, what do you think in Red Dead? You have this you horse, have a horse no. or you have that well, horse. You Wait, have a zebra. This, okay, this people horse love that freaking zebra from the. This first horse place. might have a buggy attached to it, but no, still a freaking horse. No, <laughs> Graham, Graham, don't Graham, Graham, don't make me bring out the the list of symptoms of being a fanboy. No, I don't. Okay, go on. <laughs> so. No, there, there's like CD Projekt Red is an awesome developer and they are super respected, but in, in a matchup between them and Rockstar, they get knocked the fuck out, quick, in terms of like public perception and what people are gonna buy. It's uh, Rockstar has the market cornered there. Like even your Bethesda titles, Graham, don't stand a chance against uh, a AAA Rockstar title coming out. Uh, well, they they have a strong following though. Like it's, I I know they they'll 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 be higher than, but it won't be a huge margin. Not as big as a margin that you're thinking. Well, it's not gonna happen. No. it's not gonna be like right up against each other anyway. No, that's fine. So there's that. But uh, all right, so. I just got to band my people together. <laughs> okay. 
So let me ask this question. So if you can only buy two of the three, which one are you leaving off the table? Well, you've known my answer already. Call of Duty, pff, gone. Okay, Steve? Save $60 and only pick up Red Dead. Well, that'd be saving one hundred twenty dollars, but you can only buy two of yeah. the three. So well, he has, he has a math. Uh, yeah, I'm, but I'm saying I'm say if I only buy two, why not just only buy one and then skip the other two? Because I honestly sixty dollars isn't worth it for Modern Warfare or Battlefield. Because yeah, well, I mean, I, I I'd probably pick Call of Duty just to be different. <laughs> no, okay. whatever you guys play, just because I like playing the shooters with people. So yeah, by your choice, I'll play Battlefield. But honestly, neither. <laughs> Alright, and if I had to choose, I would take, um, I would leave Call of Duty off the table. Yes. That's My man. My man. <laughs> That's just me. Yeah, and, and just to clarify an earlier point I made, Grand Theft Auto is the highest selling video game in the U.S., not across the world. Right. So, well, apologies, we, just clarification. We, we were talking yeah. world here. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, let's, the third let, let's move on. We've talked a lot about shooters already. <laughs> so, uh, Death Stranding, a game that we're going to see at E3, and hopefully we see some more of it. Hopefully we see some, some more gameplay. Maybe this is a shooter, too. We yeah. have no idea what the hell it is. We don't know what it is. But we know now that it's going to focus a lot on collaboration, and what they mean by that is, like, social media. And this is one of those things where, you know, you're going to collaborate with other people via social media across the world to achieve some things in the game. So is this something that appeals to you as a player when you think about um, how you want to play games? Is, is this something that is appealing to you or do you want more of that single-player-focused experience? Graham, let's go to you first. You know, I don't know. Like, I feel like as like a community, like people who like have, like do a podcast or if they're like, they got like this online network of people like all over the world, then it could be good for that. But if you're not into social media and stuff like that, like I, people don't like being forced, like you have to do this in order to participate in this. So like, I don't know. I really don't know the specifics of what they're trying to like achieve by doing this. Like, and I know everyone has faith in uh, Idio Kojima because yeah. he really can't do anything wrong. So that's like, I'm going to make kind of comparison with Nintendo. Like some people are like, oh, that is ridiculous. And like, nobody's going to want to swing a controller around like that. But sometimes taking these risks like this could pay off like tenfold. So who mm -hmm. knows? It, it could be a great thing. It could strike it big. Like, we know how big, like, the online gaming community is getting now and social media is tied into it, like, with Discord being, like, tied to Xbox. But now, like, your yeah. Facebook and your Twitter, like, like and Instagram, like, everything's all being combined. So it could actually work out and could create something beautiful. You never know. I will be the optimist here, so. Wow, Graham used the word beautiful. That's something. <laughs> uh, Steve, what do you think? Is this type of game you want? I felt inspired. Want? Uh... You know, it depends what type of collaboration this is. I don't think you're going to have to go, like, like a Facebook page and then type yeah. in, like, a message there. But uh, to be honest, like, Metal Gear Solid Five, I put probably 50, 60 hours into it, right? And there was a collaboration 
to, you know, nuclear disarmament um, across mm-hmm. the game. And honestly, I, I had no idea what that even, like, was, like, how to do it, what, what was needed to, like, try and do it. And so I just ignored it because it didn't explain it very well. So yeah. if they explain it fine in Death Stranding, then sure, like, I'll, I could be a part of that, especially if I don't have to, like, do multiplayer type stuff. If it's co-op, I'm all, I'm all on board. I like co-op. Multiplayer, um, and honestly, whether or not I get this game depends on how much, like, player interaction is in, involved. Because MMOs yeah. are cool, right? And but because yep. you can play a lot of it to, like by yourself, like PV worlds. I, I put a lot of time in the, the Old Republic, and that's an MMO. But you can play with people like helping you do your missions. But you can play by yourself. It wasn't required to like PvP all the time. I don't like player versus player stuff, but I don't have to. So if it's that, uh, I'll be less hyped. But if it's like PVE and everyone trying to work together to accomplish a goal, that I can get behind, and that that'll that'll get me pumped. Yeah. So when I first heard about this game, it seemed like it was going to be just a super cool, like immersive single player experience from you know the the creativity and the mind of Kojima that kind of only he can bring and. Now that I'm hearing this, it's just I'm more confused about this than I ever have been. And, you know, I feel like I'm just not sure what to expect. Like Norman Reedus himself has said that he has no idea what this game's even about. And he's like playing the main character. Yeah. So I'm still really, really excited for it. Like, this is a game I'm absolutely going to get. I know people that have already pre ordered Death Stranding. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm going to get it. But I want to see more D3. I'm just, this just kind of raises more questions and answers for me. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they present there and if they expand on this a little bit. Like, this was really vague, this this announcement. So I'm, I'm hoping that we get a little more clarity on it once we get D3 here in a couple of weeks and get some better answers but that that's where i'm at on it so do you guys have anything else on death stranding no we should place bets on when we think it's going to come out (laughs) yeah we've kind of talked about that already not not next week i don't think it'll be next week imagine imagine if they were imagine if they dropped the ultimate bombshell at e3 and and we're like and we're like it's out no 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 even more so and they talked about and they're like by the way it's out tonight no, no. <laughs> and, uh, so, you just hear ex- heads exploding. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'll clarify. I meant next week we will talk about placing. Okay, okay. that's what I yes. meant. Or maybe on the on the Sony conference. You know, that yeah. that'd be a good time. <laughs> yeah. By the way, not one of my predictions that it'll be out that night. Danny <laughs> three. Um, that's what we call a reaching prediction. Yeah, that's it'll... not even a reach, Graham. That's just like a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll it'll be out it'll be out that night like four years from now so but yeah Dust Randy looking forward to see more so a game we do know is coming out this year yes is Madden NFL 19 and I'm a super huge fan of this I love playing Ultimate Team in Madden and the cool thing for me and anybody else that loves Madden is that this game's coming out earlier than it normally does this game normally comes out right around like the 25th ish of August whenever the Tuesday on that week falls. But this year, 
You can get it if you purchase the Hall of Fame edition. You can play Madden NFL 19 on August 7th. I'm so excited for this. I can't wait. Um, the, the picture they showed, by the way, in their Twitter account was of Terrell Owens. Um, so I'm guessing he'll play a, a huge role in Ultimate Team this year and be a pretty highly rated card. So any yeah. excitement on this? Like, Graham, I know you're a, a huge NFL fan. Huge. Yes. Massive. <laughs> Massive. So, listen, you when you're talking about Madden 19 coming out early and all that stuff, you know what I'm thinking? I'm yeah. thinking, does this mean NHL 19? I know. Early? <laughs> that That's was the first thing about. you asked me. Yeah. So, wait, <laughs> I'm like, way to be, you know, Great, way to be aware of what gets me excited and happy. <laughs> you know, not right away you just thought about yourself. Not all about you, Tyler. Sometimes it's so, about me. Well, <laughs> So, Steve, any any excitement from this? I know you're kind of on the fence usually about Madden. Um, I know you had some fun with it last year, though. So. I did enjoy. I, I enjoyed playing with you guys last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and then we had one of the members from mm-hmm. our community who played with us in a couple of those uh, three on three squads. Yep. Yeah, squads. Those those were fun. Yeah, um, they I were kind of fun. I know Tyler got got mad when we just wouldn't pass to him, but you know he couldn't catch, so you know why would we? Throw <laughs> it had nothing to do with that. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, I it's cool. Like honestly, I'm surprised more sports games don't do this because all the what, my highest hype level for the sports coming out is like the first like week of preseason, um, and so you know because you know it, it has been gone for so long and now it's back baseball it's a big one it always comes out like right before the season starts but i'm yep. pumped like when spring training kicks off yes. like pitchers and catchers report i'm like hell yeah baseball's here and i'm not joking mm. and so i honestly i'd rather i hope to see a shift of these games coming out right at the beginning rather than a month into the preseason or right before the season starts um yeah. Does NBA even have a preseason? I, I don't know. It does. Like it's <laughs> I, it's not talked and, about a lot. But NHL doesn't really have a long one either. Although um, like preseason games in Canada, Graham, are all on, on like national TV. Like kind of like NFL preseason <laughs> games are here. That's yeah, true. So, it is a big deal here. Yeah, it's a big we deal. Love our, we love our hockey. I, I hope do. FIFA comes out earlier too, though, because that one annoys me the most because the Premier League starts in like August. But FIFA doesn't come out till like October, or I think it's actually no. September. It's it's September. But it's like mid September. It feels so. it's like two months into the season, and I'm like, God damn it! I want to play FIFA with my updated squads. Yeah, and it's part of the reason I skipped FIFA eighteen this year. It's because I had seventeen, and you know the season was midway through, and Arsenal was not doing so hot in in the yeah. in the Premier League. So I was like, ah, I don't really want to pay sixty for the upgrade. But no, I, I like the idea of it coming out early, and I will be getting Madden 19. And I hope Ter- Terrell Owens, he might even feature in, like, the long shot or whatever, if they do continue cool. to have a story Yeah, mode. I hope they do. Um, I, I know I saw a a something a little something on, like, one of the Facebook groups, like, a, a little meme. is like, instead of Terrell Owens, why didn't they have Brady dropping the, the football from the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> and that, I would have definitely spent the uh, you know the eighty or a hundred bucks for that. Even if it was in the legendary edition, because <laughs> that was the greatest sorry. moment. Sorry, any, sorry, anybody out there that's a Patriots fan, but it's hard to feel too yeah, bad for you because you've won you. like every other Super Bowl for the last ten years. <laughs> you guys are so, sorry. I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I think though, from a business standpoint, like this is one of those things where 
they're getting some breathing room between their two biggest sports franchises, which are Madden and FIFA. And NHL. What? FIFA? No. no. <laughs> what? Graham, not, no, not. obviously he's talking about NBA Live, Graham. <laughs> yeah, no, not that either. So, and then we're not even going to talk about, like, the, the PGA announcement this week. That has me upset. Um, we should, though. But. Yeah, we should. But uh, well, well, we'll just get fill everybody in. Um, if you like the Tiger Woods series, uh, sorry, because uh, EA let their PGA license go. They just didn't renew it, or PGA didn't renew with them. And now the golf club actually has the PGA license. So I am excited to see what they're going to do with it. But I always love the Tiger Woods games. Had a lot of fun with those playing online. Uh, Roy McIlroy wasn't as good, it, but but it wasn't as good because it didn't have courses in it. Yeah, it had like what six courses. It had, it I had think, eight. It had eight at launch. Life. Eight at launch, which is not enough. Like the normal Tiger Woods game had like eighteen to 18. twenty. Yeah, yeah, eighteen to twenty, and then they had DLC courses along the way, and there were some courses I always got with DLC, like Banff Springs in Canada, Graham, where you yeah. could play like two months a year, and yeah. and uh, the one in Hawaii I always really liked, and there were a lot of other courses in DLC. But Rory only had eight at launch, which was just not okay, and that had a lot of people upset. Plus, they took Augusta out of the game, and they took all the online modes out of the game other than just, you know, um, uh, stroke simultaneous play. So the things like alternate shot were gone and four ball were gone and things like that. So that made online just a ton of fun to play. Yeah. So, But the golf club's got to step up now and create better online play than they've done. They have really good mechanics, and it's much more realistic than what EA did. But they have to step up and create a better online um, like portfolio for their players yeah. to play in. So uh, uh, there's that. But anyway, we didn't mean to get out in golf here. Yeah, but. I mean, going back to the sports things, though, just yeah. do you think that the reason they're moving Madden up is so they can move uh, FIFA up? So it doesn't I, conflict with Battlefield and, and Call of Duty? Well, or do you think there's not enough no, overlapping but, player base? No, there's not enough overlapping player base. And, you know, FIFA's one of those games where I, I think, like, FIFA, Madden, Call of Duty are in that, like, rarefied era of games that they're, sometimes they're the, game, they're the only game somebody buys all year. Yes. I, I agree. I agree. Like, some people just play sports games. Yep. So there are some people out there who only play Madden all year. That's it. There are a lot of people out there who only play Call of Duty all year long. And then I would guess that in Europe, there's a lot of people who only play FIFA. Yeah. So I I don't think they're worried about that at all. I think they're just trying to create more breathing room between Madden and FIFA so that players don't have to choose. So you don't think FIFA's getting moved up then? I don't. I think it's going to stay right where it is. It usually comes out right around September 20th, right in that range. Last so I think it's going to stay right there. Yeah, it was actually a little later, but usually it's like one to two weeks after NHL and about a month after Madden. So Probably won't be on the Switch either, I wouldn't think. FIFA. I, well, I don't know. I, we'll see. I, I can guarantee Madden will be. I'd be really – well, I can't guarantee, but I'd be really surprised if Madden was on It would be amazing – Amazing, which is probably not happening. It's a pipe dream. But if NHL came on the Switch, that that won't be the one. Uh, they would do FIFA and Madden first. Yeah, just because it's uh, not before the, yep. big enough. And yeah, honestly, it's, it's not with the way the money. Ni- with the way Nintendo announced their their uh, whole online thing, 
If I was the AA, I don't even think it's worth it. No, I, I don't either. I, I agree with you 100% on that. So, yeah. anyway, Madden 19, August 7th, for anybody who purchases the Hall of Fame edition, which will have all the Ultimate Team packs and everything. So, that is the edition I'll be getting. Um, up next, let's move into some Xbox news. So, State of Decay came out this week. And I want you guys to talk about it a little bit. You both played it. I don't want to get super deep into it here um, because we talked about Call of Duty Battlefield for a long, long time. Yeah. But what do you guys think of State of Decay? Early impressions. I'll give you each like 30 seconds to kind of just wrap up your thoughts on it. And Steve, let's start with you because I'll let Graham come in and be duckies and bunnies <laughs> at the end. It, it's, it's just <laughs> It has a lot of systems, and none of them are fleshed out. And, like, the driving's not very good. The shooting... I mean, it's not really a shooter, so... It, the shooting's kind of realistic, I guess. Like, it's not perfect. But it, it's kind of how you... Just a random person would probably be at shooting a gun in a zombie apocalypse, like, with no training. Um, the combat's, like, eh. The, it's like... it's. I, I was listening to another another show... And they described it like a lot like Fallout Shelter, and I think that was the perfect like description of it. It was like Fall Fallout Shelter, but like in a zombie like third person shooter game. Because it's the management. You have to worry about food, uh, medicine, ammo, and all that, and you have to go scavenge. But there's not really a story. There's no hook to it. It's just it's not like bad. I mean, it's a game that functions. For the most part, there's oh a lot. Of, I haven't run into bugs, but I know a lot of people had. I mean, you can be your fluffy unicorn, Grambo, all you want, but there's nothing like redeeming about the game. It's it's just not bad. It's just not good. It's just okay, and that might not be worth it to some. I'd be upset if I not upset, but I'd be like annoyed and regret if I spent thirty dollars on it. The fact that I get it for basically free but i i mean i spend ten dollars a month on game pass so i get it to play it that way like that's cool you know i get to try it out and i can go back to it whenever i kind of want but it's not a game i would have been happy that i spent thirty dollars on and actually after seeing the reviews i might have like canceled my pre-order because it's just it it didn't it hasn't changed from the first one really at all minus the multiplayer and Graham, we we kind of played a little of it, but I, after an hour, I was like, uh, "This is boring." I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being a little too negative. It's just compared to PlayStation, and that might not be fair, but compared to the PlayStation Four exclusives, this is like not good. Like, well, it, it might not be fair, but that's the natural thing to do. And I was going to ask, like, do you think it's hurt by the fact that people are naturally going to compare it to God of War? Yes, and since God of War just came out, and shit, even Detroit, which yeah. is coming out to arguably higher scores, and they're not even close. You can't really even compare the two. But over the last two years, the PlayStation exclusives have been phenomenal, whereas Xbox exclusives have been <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> to, to use well, the you know Mad Max Road. Well, here's, line. here's a, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Name one Xbox exclusive. From 2016 on, that you could go tell a friend, like you have to go buy an Xbox One because of this game. There has been none, and there the only been. thing would have been the launch title of Sunset Overdrive. 
Yeah. And that well, I mean, has... there, there's an argument to be made for, like, Halo 5 multiplayer. There's arguments to be made for other things. Like, Gears of War 4 was actually a pretty damn good game, and that came out it was. in 16. It was. I'll, that I'll came out back. in 16, so that's the only one. But but by that point, you knew if you liked Gears of War or not. Because if it wasn't yeah. enough, 1 through 3 weren't enough to interest you, 4 would not be enough. Forza, yeah. like, PlayStation, I don't think Gran Turismo is, is as good. It's not. And it's not. Sony fans are but... kidding themselves when they say it is. Um... But other than like you have a, a good it's a it's a good racing game it's just not as good but it's still really good so that yeah. Xbox has nothing to bring people over and State of Decay continues the trend of not having enough to bring people over. All right, so Graham, outside of those expectations, because those are pretty high, that's setting the bar high. Like, what are your thoughts on the game? Is it fun? Is it something that you'd recommend to people that already have an Xbox? What actually? What do you say? I. I well, I'm a big Walking Dead fan. I say I'm a big Walking Dead fan, although I haven't finished the last season. I'm like six, five episodes, whatever. But it does remind me a lot of like Walking Dead, where like you're in a story where you're driving a vehicle until it runs out of gas, and then you got to like scavenge for gas to put in the vehicle so you can drive. But overall, I think this game is fun. I would spend 40 bucks Canadian, which is probably $30 American. Yes. I think it's worth $40. Not not more than that. It's, um, it's a, it is a lot of like management and stuff like that, but it I think it does a survival-based game, like zombie apocalypse. I think it does it very well. Um, and like Steven was commenting about the driving is terrible. Well, me personally, like these games where you drive. I'm not that good of a driver. I crash into shit and all that stuff. I've actually been driving pretty good in this game, surprisingly. Like, I even backed into a stall and I didn't crash it up. And this game offers co-op. And I think if you have enough people in co-op and stuff like that, you can enjoy it. And personally, I don't think Steven has given it enough time. But there isn't really, like, a story where the game, like, creates the story. But you actually create the story. So, like, I started it, and you, you you pick between two people. They could be brothers and sisters, or they could be partners, or best friends, or, like, just a kind of different people. And I went with the brother and sister, and I was doing my own thing. And, like, when the game starts out, it's, like, you're basically, it, the game doesn't teach you a lot. You just got to, like, figure it out on your own. And, like, I'm rummaging for food because I know my community needs food. And my brother, meanwhile, he's getting impatient. He's like, if we don't find any food soon, I'm going to leave because I'd rather, I'm not going to stay here and starve. So and I thought, he's not going to leave. He's my brother and all that stuff. Well, nope, my brother, he's up and left. He's gone. And the funny thing is, when he left, then there weren't too many people in my community. And then morale started getting raised and there was enough food and people were happy. So then I'm like, well, I'm kind of happy my brother left because I <laughs> didn't really make that connection with him. But then I'm wondering, will I see him again? Will he come back and try to raid me? Or is, is he my, like, will I see him later? And be like, oh, I want to join up. So I think the game has a lot of nice, good features to it. And, like, see, it, it, it is a bit buggy. Like, I did run into the one bug where the gate wouldn't open and close and stuff like that. But, like, as a Fallout Shelter comparison, too, it's kind of like that, but it's open world, too, which... Fallout mm -hmm. Shelter is not open world, so basically you can explore and you can go too far out, and it's like kind of like XCOM. Somebody can die and they're gone, lost forever. 
So I think it has a lot of neat little features. It's better than I thought it was going to be. And I'm interested just to keep building and see what else the game offers. And at one point, it uh. could just bottom out and become stale and I don't care anymore. But as of right now, I enjoy it. And I think people, especially if you have nothing to lose, it's on Game Pass. Give it a try. I was like, so, give it a try. Let, let, me, let me ask this, Graham, and before you go, Steve, let me ask this. So do you think it appeals to a broad enough base of players is it in other words is it like too niche too narrow of a focus uh, to really bring people in i would say yes if you're not into managing a community like some people kind of compared to like a sims kind of thing as well and like but like all the characters they like they interact with each other different ways and stuff like that so it's got some appeal to it but Mm -hmm. it overall it's zombie survival game with managing that's that's it in a nutshell. It just doesn't do anything well. Like you brought up that your brother left the community. That's not entirely like realistic because he probably left pretty quickly too. And, and like in real well, life, like if you if you have a brother and like that's the origin story, you know your brothers, your like friends or whatever. Like your brother's not gonna leave your community like so willy nilly. You know, he'd probably be the last one. Merle left (laughs) Daryl. Or Daryl. Well, sure. See, I kind of made a comparison like that. But not really. Like, uh, and (laughs) the combat's not good. It's not bad. It's just not good. Combat's a little rough. It it does its job. And that doesn't make a a fun game. But to me, the reason I know it's never going to get better because it's literally just, okay, we're running low on medicine. Oh, go to a place to scavenge medicine. Okay, now food's mm-hmm. low. Go scavenge food. Okay, now I need to build something. All right, well, here's the materials. Yes. And then go scavenge materials, and then now I can build something. But there's not a lot of, like, locations to build in, in, the, in the, the outpost. Mm-hmm. So now you have to go build a new outpost. And it, to me, it's just, it's so grindy, and, like, it's not even fun. Like, it's not... The most fun is going out and doing it, but that gets old pretty fast. I, I so, six hours and I'm already bored of the game. Okay, in in that sense, does it suffer from the same thing Sea Thieves kind of suffered from of having to kind of do too much of the same things repeatedly? Yes. Okay. Graham, but do you agree? Even... Just maybe you know, I, I think I, I think the stuff you're doing in State of Decay is more your type of thing. Um, in terms of, you know, the collecting, the crafting, all that stuff. Do, but do you, like, looking beyond that, is it too repetitive for, like, casual mainstream gamers? Like, I'm, I'm thinking it could reach that point, but it has not okay. reached that point yet. Because, like, it's even when you're, like, playing, like, mobile games where you work on, like, building your base a little bigger and it takes time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can, like, do mods to your kitchen. And, like, I, I learned, like, I was listening to a, a podcast. And they were talking about they were out scavenging or whatever. And they found a OG Xbox. And they, like, brought it back. And I guess if you have a lounge, you can, like, set it up. And people can be, like, kind of entertained. So That's kind of like, cool, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is really cool. When I heard that, it I'm is. like, wow, that is really cool. But, and the thing is, like, 
it is a grind at first, but I feel like after like if you get an outpost, which like it could be like a store or a building, well, you get like a benefit and a perk from that. So I think eventually like the system will sustain itself. And then, like, you basically, you would leave this community because they're well-established, and then you can go, like, start up another one. Like, I, I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I got to put in more time. And I'm not bored. Like, okay. I'm, I'm interested to go back into it. And, uh, and like I said, it has the co-op feature as well. And I think you can have up to three people. So that can be interesting okay. as well. And then you can carry more stuff. So, no, I think it's it's a good game. No, and, and Graham, I, I'm not. I'm not shitting on the game at all. No, no, that's fine. I'm just. I'm just trying to, kind of find where it is. So let me ask this: You guys have played it. I'm not. You guys know what I like. You know, I. I mean, I, I like a fairly broad base of games, but I, I, I hate the crafting aspects of games. I. I generally don't like the grindy stuff a whole lot. Yeah, it's um, a bit grindy, but there's no yeah. there's no real crafting in it though. Well, like there's a yeah. little bit, but nothing serious. It's, it's more scavenging, like going on runs. Like that's like a like a Walking Dead term. Do you, like do I'm you like going fetch quests? Do you like fetch quests? Because that's basically the game. It depends, like because okay, Sunset Overdrive had a ton of fetch quests. It did, yeah. But that was way and more fun. That was different because the atmosphere of the game made them fun. Yeah, the atmosphere so, does not make it fun in this one. I'm not going to so, tell you whether you would like it or not, Tyler. I think you have to try it for yourself and see. Like, what Steven makes it sound like it's terrible, it's horrible, you should not even tempt it. I just know <laughs> I'm not saying it's amazing, but I think you, you should try it. But that's my question, And don't, don't is, like, go into it, too, thinking, like, like Steven, like, like no, I, I don't. Think, I don't like, ever do not, that. Like, I, I go in I open mind. You're, you're smarter to than a that. game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go in open mind to a game. Like, I don't go into a game ever looking to hate it. And even games, Graham, like Fallout, which I ended up, like, I won't even say I didn't like it. It's just not for me. It's yeah. just to, you know, whatever. But I went in, like, really, really, really wanting to like that game. Um, same thing with Witcher 3. And I can see that it's a great game and it's super well done. It's just not for me. Amazing story. See, yeah. Amazing I, story. I love, and I really do want to like State of Decay 2. I'd I, I probably come off, you guys, some of you guys might think that like I just want to hate this game. No, I just want to love every game. It's just not, mm. it's not that good of a game. It's, it just does too much and none of it does, it's not, none of it's fleshed out. I love management games, okay? Those strategy games, civilization games, are my jam. And I love stuff like that. SimCity, Sims, all of those. Love them. Expand it out. This one, not really. There's no, like, it's like, mm -hmm. to me, I ask the question, what's the point? And the game's like, I don't know. It, if this was like The Walking Dead, the TV show, which it's it's almost like a halfway there. It, it has all the aspects, but it didn't flesh it out enough to be close to the Walking Dead TV show where like, you know, you create the community of uh, what was the, it's been a minute since I've watched the Walking Dead, but in like season four, they go to that community and then it, if it was like Terminus. that, then, yes, yeah. I maybe turn, no, the one before no, Alexandria. With the governor, the governor. Oh, the governor. Oh, uh, yeah. Woodbury. Woodbury. Yeah, Woodbury. Yes. So if it was like Woodbury, it'd be like, cool. You know, you create a Woodbury system and then, or you create your community with Rick, and then you find a Woodbury. The problem is, 
I don't see this game having a Woodbury, a, a system where like you know you can go in, go to this mm. community, and then you're you're not quite something seems off. There are multiple and, communities. And that's though. the yeah, but none of them seem fleshed out enough to give a shit. That's my problem. Is why do I why should I give a shit about this game? Because how I am right now, there's so much to play. Right, my backlog is ginormous. I have like 300 mm -hmm. games in my backlog. There is so much to play that it's like, why should I spend my time playing you? And I, and I have limited time. I work and I go to school now. Summer's over. I don't even know I'm school, but you know what I mean. So games need to give me a reason to play them. And while The Walking Dead isn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, I mean, State of Decay 2. <laughs> Sorry. State of Decay 2 is not bad. It's just it doesn't give me a reason to want to play it. And that's what Sea of Thieves' issue is to me. There's no reason, there's no hook to playing it. God of War, amazing story. Heck, I've gone back to Breath of the Wild. It's given me a reason to go back. It's an amazing game. The Witcher 3 gives me a reason to want to go back to that. That's still in mm -hmm. my back. State of Decay 2 does not give me a reason to play more than the six hours I did. Now, I'll probably pop it in for 30, 45 minutes at a time, cool, kill time, and that's fine. But it, it, it doesn't have me wanting to, like, come home from work, sit down, and play this game for 10 hours before I go to bed. Or yeah, that I, I personally see... Yeah, I, I personally see this game as being... And granted, that, that's awesome. Yeah, and I know. Like, again, I, was, like I was surprised, actually. I didn't expect me to like it as much yeah. as I do. And I, I'm not again. I'm not like shitting on the game. It's just I see this as a game for a pretty narrow audience of people who are going to be like, "This is amazing." I love the you know that aspect of it, sort of the grindy like survival, yeah. um, having to keep your your group alive type of thing. And I think the people who like Stay Decay, that's going to be the game that they play almost exclusively. For months, but people like Steve who have a lot of options, I I I can see where he's coming from too. Where it might not keep him when there's other things that might be more appealing um, on the horizon. But I, I think it's smart looking looking at it now, kind of post mortem, so to speak. Like super smart by by Microsoft to include Sea of Thieves and State of Decay in Game Pass. Yes. Super smart. Because I don't think either of those games... Like, Sea of Thieves stood a chance. We all thought going in, Sea of Thieves was going to be a game that might even change the way games are made. In a way. And it wasn't. So, you know, I, I think it's fair to say, guys, that every time we play Sea of Thieves, we have a little bit less fun with it. Yeah, I can kind of agree with that. Yeah, and honestly, I think oh. it has to do with some of our, like, moods going in. Um, Maybe. You know, <laughs> you were pretty sick the other day when we were I trying was. to stream it, and I that was. probably brought us down a little bit, because like, yeah. we, we can feel it. We've, we've, no, yeah. we, we've played with each other for a year now. Actually, yeah. over a year. We, yeah. we know how each other, like, works. So... But I, Game Pass, I 100% credit to Microsoft. I love them for this. Because um, I would have been upset with paying 60 for Sea of Thieves, I think. Yeah, I me honestly too. think mm -hmm. I would. I would. Um, and I would have been upset with 30 for State of Decay 2, to be honest, as well. And I'm curious if, this, if, the, if they knew that they weren't going to be amazing is the reason they 
you know, decided to put all the games on Game Pass. Uh, that's kind of like, you know, conspiracy theory borderline well, a little bit. I, you know, I don't think you're wrong, though. I think they, they wanted to be ahead of the game, and they knew that they had these exclusives coming out, that they were maybe good, but not amazing. Not God of War amazing, certainly, and really probably not even Detroit Become Human level. Yeah. So let's get them out as part of this um, promotion that we have, part of the service that we have. And that creates some goodwill, hopefully. At least maybe enough to get them through to E3. Yeah, and it buys they, them time. They need. Yeah, that buys them time, and they have to deliver in two weeks. There's yes. no way around that. At this point, like, I'm more convinced than ever now after seeing kind of the feedback to State of Decay. And, and Graham, I love that you love it. But... I would the, say love. The, well, <laughs> I, think like Graham I love that you like it. Graham just likes yeah. it because I, I don't. Yeah, That's well, look, Grandma, I love that you I like it. I love that you like it. But there's a lot of people that are like, it's okay. And I think the, the amount of people that love it is going to be a fairly narrow group of players. Yeah. But that convinces me more than ever. Microsoft has to deliver huge at E3 in two weeks from now. And we're going to cover that next week when we do our E3 predictions. So make sure you subscribe so you can catch that. Anything else on State of Decay, guys, before we move on? Because we're suddenly running a little short of time. It's on Game yeah. Pass. Yeah, check it out for yourselves. Don't if listen to my, my negative Nancy or, or Graham's positive yeah. Patsy, you know, reviews yeah. of it. Um, it's 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 not bad for killing time. Just go, go check it out for yourselves. And, and then I'll let us honest, know what like, you guys think. I don't even think Graham was that positive. I thought he was pretty fair. Um, yeah, I talked about so. what he liked. And, yeah, he didn't make it sound like Game of the Year. But uh, like you know, if it was yeah. an, if it was a Switch title, it'd be Game of the Year. <laughs> but well, that's true. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of Game Pass, Graham, you brought it up. I did. Uh, we're getting new games on Game Pass in June. So anything, anything good? Uh, Steven, Disneyland Adventures. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, Moto GP seventeen. Next up, Hero Technomancer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wasteland 2 Director's Cut and Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 Hell are yeah. all coming to Game Pass in June. Now, wh- real quick, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but it seems like there's more games leaving Game Pass every month than coming to it. Is that a concern at all? Well, it definitely seems like the quality of games is uh, maybe going downhill a little bit, but I'm, I'm not super worried. I, it's it's new. It's new. Netflix has this all the time where, where stuff leaves and stuff comes. And some months more stuff leaves and comes. And some months more stuff comes and leaves. Yeah. So th- that's really all the comparisons we can really like have is like a movie thing like Netflix or Hulu. Sure, because that's um, what it is. It's a video game so, version of Netflix. Yeah, so. it's it's a new it's yeah. a new thing. So I'm not I'm not worried. Now you know a year from now my tune might change and. Mm. And honestly, I might cancel Game Pass over over the summer, depending on how much Sea of Thieves we plan on playing, just to save, you know, 30, 40 bucks. Sure. Till, till the winter comes. Yeah. I By the way, Netflix, um, uh, totally off topic, but Star Wars Episode 8 is hitting Netflix next month. So if you're a Netflix subscriber, you'll have that. And if you're not, um, great way to watch it. There's a couple of other really cool movies hitting in, in June as well, but episode eight hits in June. So, good to uh, know. Yeah. So, Graham, Nintendo. Yes. 
And <laughs> I'm excited to hear how, how you think this will be the most amazing thing ever. But Nintendo <laughs> filed a trademark for the N64. Well, that sparked some rumors that the Nintendo 64 Mini's on the way. Okay, we've speculated this for a long time. The, SN, or the NES Classic sold like wildfire, so much wildfire that this guy here could not get his hands on it, and I was mm -hmm. angry. I was close to getting it. I should have had it, but I didn't get it. I'm not going to go into it, but I was angry. And then the SNES Classic was announced, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm getting this. And I was able to secure, secure one of those. And they're all sold out, though. They're really hard to get. As they get released, they get sold. And thank goodness they're releasing more, so everybody who wants one should be able to get one. So why wouldn't they do it with the Nintendo 64? And the Nintendo 64 had some amazing games. One of the best Zelda games, Ocarina of Time, and also Majora's Mask was on it, but it had GoldenEye, Diddy Kong Racing, Mario 64, like uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, like and probably so many other ones that I haven't played or I just missed. So this thing will sell amazing as well. Um, I'm sure the GameCube will probably come out, and maybe that one won't sell as much, but like that probably had great games as well. So I'm not surprised, and I'm super excited. And that controller, like I don't know, like when that first came out, some of the people thought, like, what is Nintendo doing with this controller? But the the yellow buttons, I don't know what the hell you would call them, the strafe buttons or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, in I remember like Goldeneye, like where you would use it like go around corners, so you'd be always looking straight. Like that was genius. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm personally I'm excited, and I will get my hands on one if God willing I can do it. All right. Hopefully and, you're uh, one of the three. Yeah, I'll just say really quick. Um, so uh, a Nintendo 64 Classic Mini. Um, I actually, in other, in, yeah, in other in other news, water's wet. I mean, the first two were so successful. How can they not? Yeah, exactly. Like, of course, it's going to happen. And uh, no wonder they canceled Virtual Console because they want to milk this cow for all it's worth. Yeah, I 100 percent agree on that. So, <laughs> yeah. and don't know we're not getting into Graham the the 20 games they pick for you and all that. No, stuff. no, so, no. But I was just gonna say, and it's got the nostalgia to it as well. Oh yeah, like. So people will buy it for that. The, those things look neat. Like even if you don't like use them, if you just like set them on display, like if you got the NES, the SNES, and the 64, like th that look, that's gonna look nice. Well, thank I'm, I'm, God I have a lot of room on my entertainment center because well, they're pretty you know, small. <laughs> you don't need a lot of room. I don't care. I'd rather just have it on the Switch, Virtual Console. But anyway, so the, the nostalgia part play does play a role for sure. You're right, but. Yeah, I'd rather just have them on the Switch or Virtual Console, but whatever. We're not going to get that. I'd buy both, so it's fine. I know you would. I know. Not just because I'm so. a Nintendo fanboy, because <laughs> it's an amazing system. It's got some great games. You're and right. It, it, is. it is. It's it's nostalgia for me, man. Like yeah. I remember when I played Ocarina of Time. It's one of the greatest experiences of my life. For sure. Because you never talk about Ocarina of Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can All if right. you guys want. No, we're good. So, uh, that's going to do it for news, everybody. Let's wrap it up there and head into releases for the week. Now in store. So, let's start with Xbox. We get Street Th Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection on May 29th. Uh, Sega Genesis Classics also on May, 20 uh, May 29th. And, oh, sir, 
the Hollywood Roast on June 1st. And remember, you can get oh, Super Mega Baseball 2 free with Games of Gold through the 31st. You can also get Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, speaking of great uh, Kojima games, also uh, in May. So let's go over to Steve. What can you get on PlayStation? All right, so all three of these games release on the 29th. Uh, you can get Harvest Moon, Light of Hope, Agony, uh, and... Knights of Pen and Paper Plus One Deluxe Lure Edition. <laughs> and yeah, the, and then for PS Plus games, uh, you know, Last Chance, you got about a week. For Beyond Two Souls and Rayman Legends. Graham, Nintendo. Okay, switching over to Nintendo. No pun intended. Uh, we got Arvis Moon. Also, you, Steven just announced it, but that is also coming to the Switch on the 29th. Then on the 29th, Tyler mentioned it for... Uh, Xbox with Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, also May 29th. And another May 29th release, we have RBI Baseball 18. Get them while they're hot. That's it. Damn. All right, Steve, what do we got for questions this week? All right, questions. Let's go number one from Betsy on Facebook. Asks, what was the game that got you into gaming, the game that hooked you? Uh, you know, I could go first. Sure. <laughs> it's pretty quiet there. Um, <laughs> it's funny. My game was Harry Potter Quidditch World Cup. Um, I got a GameCube for Christmas one year. The first game I got was that game. And I played the ever-loving shit out of it. And it was because I was a huge Harry Potter fan. And then from there, you know, I expanded into other games. And now I play literally everything. But I still credit Harry Potter Quidditch World Cup as my first game and the first game that hooked me. Okay. Uh, so, go, Tyler. Good. Uh, all right, I'll go. Um, for me, like I've said on the show before, early on in my like gaming life, I was mostly a sports gamer. So I would have to go with NHL 94. <laughs> I was and, thinking the same thing. Yep. Yeah, that's a game when, like, I was a kid, so I had, I had, like, literally a three-room binder where I had sheets where I had, like, made up box scores, and, because the game at that point didn't keep track of stats for you. So, I made up box scores in every game I played, like, at the end I'd record, like, who scored, who took penalties, whatever, and i keep a stat sheet throughout the year. Wow. And I just got super involved with it. And just loved every second of it. So it was it was great. Um, NHL 94 for me. And then, like, mainstream gaming, probably uh, Call of Duty 2, maybe uh, Bioshock. Graham, how about you? Okay. It's tough because I've had, like, my moments. So, like, I don't know when I got into gaming, I mean, when I just consistently keep playing games. Um, but I'll tell you one of the games that I probably played the most out of and enjoyed when I was a kid and that was Super Mario World. That game was awesome. Like, then when you learn about the keys and unlock the special world, like, the whole aspect of that, like, seeing what gaming was, and probably one of the earliest ones I got was, uh, for the Super Nintendo, would be Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. When, that was probably the first, like, puzzle game and stuff like that. So... It wasn't until later on in life when I consistently just kept playing because I kind of like drifted away and stuff like that. But uh, when I probably got my Xbox 360 and I continued straight on was probably Modern Warfare and Fable 2. And that then I just kept playing. 
So that's All a few right. answers, but I didn't exactly right. know the right one to give you. Well, only you know the right one, Graham. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, Piracy asks, who has the better standard controller, Xbox or PlayStation? Four. So, I, Graham, I'm going to let you go first. Do you really want to know? Okay. It, it's definitely the Xbox one, but I, what you know what really grinds my gears is that <laughs> damn options button on the PS4. It could be the other button, the capture, or whatever the hell that button does. But sometimes you got to use that options button. And it's pretty much flush with the controller. Like, such a terrible design. I don't know who thought, what a great idea. Let's make this button hard to push. Because it's a button. It's there to push. Make it a little higher. Make it easy to push. So you didn't. So, But I heard there's a new controller coming out, a yeah. PS4 Elite controller, which, lo and behold, what do they fix? The bloody options button because you need it to. Oh, thank God. All right. I feel good now. I got that. Are you going to spend $200 on that controller, Graham? No, because I don't play enough <laughs> okay. PS4 games. So I'll, I'll go next then. Sure. Um, I, I, I'm with Graham. I won't spend 200 on that either. But I agree that it's the Xbox controller. And for what they're doing with the PlayStation Elite controller is the offset thumbsticks. I much prefer that. Plus, yeah. the controller is yes. a little bigger. I don't even have that big of hands, but it's just more comfortable in my hands. Mm -hmm. um, and battery life. I know you have to spend like $30 extra on the Xbox to get the X or like the battery, um, the rechargeable yeah. one. Yeah. Sure. The battery yeah. pack. But PlayStation's battery lasts like 20 minutes. Okay. The Elite <laughs> controller for Nintendo, I know this wasn't a question, lasts like 45 hours of playing. That controller has the best battery life. So props to Nintendo. Why can't PlayStations? Because PlayStations feels like it lasts like three hours. I know yeah. I made a joke about four to five minutes, but I, I prefer the Xbox controller. Tyler. Yeah, to me, it's the Xbox controller, hands down. Um, we we rag on Xbox a lot about a lot of things, but they know how to make a controller. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's been that way. 360 was the better one. And, you know, once they got away from the Duke, which now funny is something everybody wants again. Oh, I love the um, Duke. I know, but I'm still kind of thinking about getting one. But I don't think you can uh, the, anymore. I think is, is it hard. gone? Yeah. Oh, all right. But anyway, but uh, I got Sorry. I did get the Sea of Thieves <laughs> one, which was the best part of Sea of Thieves was the damn controller. <laughs> so the sweet controller, though. Yeah. So, but Xbox knows how to make make controllers, hands down. Like it's it's them without a doubt. And the damn light, like I still can't figure out what the light is for on the PlayStation. Oh. To annoy you. Yeah, so, anyway, uh, one more question real quick. Okay. Ooh, real quick. All right, we'll go with Nuka then. Nuka asks, how do you feel about competitive-only multiplayer games like Rainbow Six Siege or Overwatch? Um, I'll go first. I mean, they're fine. They don't hook me for a long period of time, but they're easy to jump in and out of kind of whenever I want to. So I do like that part of it. I don't necessarily... Uh, feel the need to play it constantly and all the time. I think games like Overwatch uh, don't you don't have to play constantly to be great. You can jump in and have a good time, do different things. Where uh, whereas other shooters might not be quite like that. So I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm fine with them. I'm not. It's not like I prefer them, but I'm good with them. Yeah, I I actually really like them. 
Um, Rainbow Six Siege was awesome. Overwatch, not so much. But again, I had people that played Rainbow Six Siege, and I didn't so much with Overwatch, and that probably had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have an issue with them. I do question whether or not they're worth 60. Um, that's my only gripe. But I put a decent amount of time into, into Siege that may have made the $60 worth it, even probably more than the last Call of Duty that I paid 64 so that's my thing. Like, $60 is my only complaint, really. But Siege and Overwatch both did multiplayer only really well. So I can't complain too much. Okay. Graham? Okay. I've never played either of these games. Um, I would have loved to have played Rainbow Six Siege, but the opportunity never arose, and I never mm-hmm. bought it. Uh, I'm not that great at competitive shooters and stuff like that. But if I were going to try one, I would try Rainbow Six Siege because it's more tactical and strategic, even though I'm probably terrible at it, but I'd probably enjoy it more. Oh, it's so Overwatch is just run and gun, I guess. I, I know the mechanics is really good, but it never appealed to me at all. And when it won all these awards, it's like best shooter. And I'm like, well, maybe I should have tried it. But I wouldn't mind trying Rainbow Six Siege, and maybe I will try it sometime. But that's yeah. the one I, I would... And... Yeah, some people really enjoy it, so all the power to them. Give them what they want. All right. That's all the time we have for questions, everybody. Thank you for sending them in. Keep sending them in because we need uh, – we're going to have a bunch of time to answer questions uh, as we head into E3 and during E3, every single E3 episode we do. We'll open it up to questions at the end, both live on Twitch and also from our community. So go ahead and join our community, uh, the Gaming Help Forums on Facebook, uh, or look into the show notes if you're a subscriber – or you're just listening, and you can join our Discord, Twitch, and follow us on YouTube, or subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, however you want to do, wherever you want to follow us on. So we'd appreciate it if you do that. Guys, that's going to do it for episode number 97 of The Gaming Hub. We thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with episode number 98. Until then, everybody, have a great week, play some great games, and we will talk to you soon. Take care, everyone. Bye.